All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think today marks the... Is this our 13th or unlucky 13th number? <laughs> hey, you guys! And welcome back to the 13th episode of the Hanxious Podcast. My name is Mommy Dearest Murphy, and this is my co-host, a child called It, Karina Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the theme for today's episode. I have a little bit of a venting I want to get done. So Obviously, if you guys aren't aware of Karina's mommy issues, uh, <laughs> just go back and watch the first 12 episodes of the Hanxious Podcast, mm -hmm. because today we're going to be getting a little bit more in-depth into everything going up there in that noggin and the family tree. The apple does not fall, fall far <laughs> at all. But today I did bring my reading glasses and my diary because I think that it just feels on brand for today's episode for Murphy to be the therapist. So I wanted to put on some prescription lenses and mm -hmm. have you sit down and let's just. Oh, go I thought we were going to read through your diary. I was like, that's kind of actually genius. I want to bring my old one. No, no, no. I, I, that journal specifically I purchased. So I can't tell people because, spoiler alert, I usually use my journal as like a. Like I'll, I used to journal and be like, oh, this is totally getting published one day. <laughs> so like now I have to I like, write like that too sometimes. I'm like, yeah. oh, should I say that? Even though it's like my personal diary. But yeah, my mom's a bitch. Um, <laughs> I don't ever want to speak to her or see her ever again, but I do live with her. So I am struggling. You need to block her off of Instagram. Please. Oh, I was thinking that because there have been some things I've posted where she's probably weaponized it against you, like a tonguing. <laughs> I'm sure she's fucking weird. It's probably screenshotted in her phone. You need to block her. I will when we're done. Okay. She's probably been suspended from the platform by the time I check. But <laughs> <laughs> Karina's mom gets deplatformed at least once a week. Yeah, she's fucking crazy. If our podcast, when, actually, when our podcast takes off, I have no relations to her. She's very problematic and you could easily cancel her. I have, It's like Black China's mom. I, I just don't talk to her. I don't, we don't associate with her. I don't fucking like agree with anything she says. So don't hold me accountable for what that fucking nut job thinks. Instead of um, Tokyo Tony, it's Nutty Natalie. <laughs> Yeah, she is a fucking nut. But I'm I do regret want... this so much. <laughs> when you guys make up tomorrow. Um, no, I don't want to make up with her. So let's I'm just done. Okay. Let's just take a deep breath. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is how my therapist would start a session. So <sighs> we've had a crazy couple weeks, okay? If you guys haven't noticed, we didn't upload last week, and that is because oh, I've been going through so much I forgot. We went on a trip. Yeah, we, we went to Tovlo, Tuvalu. Uh, yeah. We got to see her live. Um, I did want to touch base, though, on the fact that I do want to clarify that a couple weeks ago, I did specify to everybody that I got a job at Starbucks. Um, so that was actually a Starbucks in the airport. And I um, I quit that Didn't one. Didn't go as planned. It it, so it went very after, sour. After Murphy's orientation, he tried handing back the apron and went, this isn't going to be a good fit. Because there's the thing, right? <laughs> it's not real Starbucks, okay? It's a different company. It's like a franchise. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I've got the apron in my car. So I guess if I ever want to do like a Starbucks cosplay, I am I guess I can do a little Some Trisha Starbucks Paytas moment. Some Starbucks OnlyFans content. Oh, 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 bottoming in an apron. Cool. <laughs> Speaking of, I got hired at the Starbucks by my house and my new sexy manager happens to be gay. So yes. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I swear on my life, the heavens that be, when I showed up to that interview, he just, he, I thought he was like one of those straight guys, to be honest, that just has like a ridiculously fat ass. And you're just like, that is so unnecessary. Oh my God. I know what you're talking about though. But, For you know, sure. it, I should have known because he was in like these Forever 21 pants, but like they were hugging him on all the, I don't want to do any further detail. You're a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> I can give it all the right places. Like, oh, uh, him and that rack. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, oh I'm. Oh my God! Oh just say that? <laughs> I'm very excited to check oh my Oh my God, job. maybe we'll have a night out at Charlie's with them. Oh, I know, right? You, you know. Three way tug. Oh, oh <laughs> just kidding. Back off. Before any He's of mine. you try, before any of you, one of you try to cancel me for saying that fuck off so today we're gonna just start off actually by just 
incensing the room, doing a quick little demonic cleanse. Whoever you are, be gone, because we know you're lurking. All of the hate comments be expelled from the room. And that goes for you too, Karina's mom. <laughs> She's like, I'm burning, I'm burning. Uh, her Leave her body. Like Leave her soul. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> that was a little crazy. <laughs> I'm already sweating. So. Keep um, that in there. Please don't edit it out. So basically. It's a little yeah. edit happy. So <laughs> I just. So basically I. All within the span of one week. Got hired at one Starbucks. Quit that job at Starbucks. Got hired at a new Starbucks. So I'll be starting that next week. Um, and I was totally lying earlier about that game manager thing i i don't know mm. his um i don't I, it was it was a skit we're doing a skit so <laughs> if someone yeah. from work finds it um hi i'm your new employee of the month um anyway so <laughs> oh so God. we went to california mm-hmm. um i did actually oh i didn't even bring up my asu debacle so yeah, Murphy Murphy made a little bit of a mistake a couple and weeks oopsies. ago. An oopsie daisies, a uh, mm. little procrastination moment. And we all have those. I forgot to drop out of college <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> so essentially, what had happened was is I registered for all my classes. I was going to be in a schedule of five, yeah. full time. Um. I got my financial aid back. I quickly realized I cannot afford the tuition to go to ASU. So instead of dropping out officially, like calling somebody and being like, hey, I'm just like, Just having like proper communication. Right, right, right. I, it was just such a heartbreaking decision for myself that I just avoided it at all costs and I just thought it would go away. That was a really hard decision for you to make, I remember. Well, I'm going to get to go back, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to hit it now. Ground running, couple months, but what are you gonna major in? Theater again? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like um, photography. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you should. You're good at taking pictures. You've done it before. Is there a class on Facetune? Sign me up. <laughs> Let me teach the oh class. Oh my god, actually. you'd be literally the best in the entire class. A he plus. is a god at Facetune. Four point out. Uh, no, no, no. But yeah. I will say, I got a letter from ASU last week that told me I owed them um, $7,000. So what a lovely way to start my day. So for all of you at that home. so stressful. <laughs> for everyone thinking I just sit around talking shit about people. I was dealing with adult problems, like having a $7,000 charge <laughs> on my fucking credit. Um, so I had to make yeah. a few phone calls. And he doesn't just lay in bed all day on his phone, just talking shit, getting that dent in his finger from tweeting. Right. I mean, I have like a scheduled hour in my day to gossip. But like beyond that, you it's know. It's scheduled. I digress, though. So I got the charges taken off. It just took a few Karen phone calls where I had to have a couple meltdowns. You know, sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. These schools, you guys, they're predatory, okay? They just want your money. They don't give a fuck about you as a person. So I had to let them know who the fuck they were messing with, okay? It was Murphy. ASU was over party. But I do want to go back there in the vault. So we still like ASU, but they did have to medically withdraw me. It was just a whole bunch of nonsense, you guys. So leading up to this trip to Tovlo, it was really hectic, okay? We just weren't really financially prepared. I just honestly, I didn't even want to think about it. Oh my God. Also, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. While Sam was... That was nice. <laughs> okay. Um, that was really nice. Thank you. It's really I hot in here. I'm sweating. I know. Um, while Sam was dealing with this ASU stuff, me and my best friend Elise were getting catfished and someone was revenge porning me and posting my nudes and making thousands of dollars off of it. So I was also stressed out about that right before our trip too. And I was too because I was so scared I was going to get caught. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> no, they're actually, I checked because I still have their um, link tree in my safari. Mm-hmm. They're catfishing as someone new now after they got called out by all of FinDom. Yeah, I lit- they were on FinDom Twitter, which is financial domination. It's when girls dominate men. So I've, I used to do it too. So basically, one time my besties and I went to San Diego for the 4th of July and this I went on Periscope and this is when Periscope was a thing on Twitter and I used to get thousands and thousands of views. And this one guy was like, I want to pay you guys to be mean to me. And so I was like, I'm ending this live and I'm messaging this individual right now. He literally, we were on FaceTime with him for like 30 minutes 
all we did, he was like, I like when you oink at me and call me fat and ugly and disgusting and say that you'll never fuck me and then tell me to like smack my stomach and call myself a pig. And we did. And he, our entire trip was funded. Like it's so. And that's your current boyfriend, right? <laughs> no. His name was Piggy Mike. That was his old Twitter. Oh my God, I remember Piggy Mike. Yeah, because. Piggy, if you're watching. Yeah. Oh, Piggy was a really good guy. I know, because sometimes I'd FaceTime him and I'd be like, I just don't want to be mean to you. Can we just like chat for 30 minutes and you can still, I'll tell you to send me money throughout the, I'll be like, we would have like, it'd be like a one sentence thing. And I'd be like, okay, send me $50. And then it was like a therapist, like you're, you need to give me more money. Um, Our session's running out. Are you going to renew it? Are you going to put some more money in? It's like when you call someone in prison or jail, when the voice animation is like, mm-hmm. Money running out. Pay ten more dollars or whatever. I think we owe it to the audience for you to demonstrate. I'll pretend to be Piggy Mike. You be yourself and just run us through what a, a typical session with a pay pig would be. Okay, so like I'll be Piggy Mike. You're so annoying. Okay, okay. let me start. It, would you guys wait? You talked on the phone, right? Yeah, we would. Um, so what? He, Skype. He, so he'd Skype. be like. Oh, you Skyped. I'm not giving them my information. They also like when you blackmail them. So if they if they'll tell you who their wife is, their credit card information, their job, and then they like when you're like, I'm gonna fucking dox you if you don't pay me a thousand fucking dollars right now. Pay me right now, you fucking pathetic loser. And they like get off on it and they'll pay you. So like he would just ring you up and he'd be like, Hey goddess, hey goddess, hey goddess, hey. Hey, gorgeous goddess, session right now? Session? Session? I don't even remember because it was literally in 2018. Oh, you were kind of young. Yeah. You were like 19. I know. I know. Like I was turning 20 like later on in that year. But yeah, they just pay you to be gross. And so anyways, um, on my other website, I got a message from someone and- Oh, you're a blocker? (laughs) I was like, send me money. He's like, okay, what's your cash app? I sent him the cash app and he goes- wait, is your cash app not spoiled kitty? And I was like, what? And I was like, no. And he was like, is this Twitter not you? And when I first pulled it up, it didn't show anything. So I was like, no. And I was like, this is my Twitter. And so I gave him like my normal app. He was like, someone's literally fucking catfishing is you. And he was like, can you send me just a video of you saying it's snowing outside so I know it's actually you? So I did. (laughs) I I was just like, it's snowing outside. It's always the weirdest things. Like I remember being at seventh grade and they'd be like, (laughs) you're right. They would make you write on a side spoon. And then yes! they'd make you like hold up a spoon or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, it's snowing outside. And he went, I've literally sent this person over $1,500. And they're literally catfishing as you. So I looked up the ad. It wouldn't come up. I find this. I come across this other page that is posing as my friend Elise. And like Elise's catfish and mine are like interacting. Like best friends. Like how we are. And so... I like I started freaking out and I messaged them and I was like, you're a dumb fucking cunt. And I was like, send me five hundred dollars right now or else I'm going to fucking like I'm going to literally get your shit taken down. And they were just like, what are you talking about? Whatever. And so then. Wait, what? Yeah. You were going to charge them money? And then still get it taken down. But I wanted money out of it to see if they would send it. Because they're making, I was seeing all of the transactions. They were making thousands of dollars off of me and Elise's pictures. And they would they were stealing our videos from like our Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> it really fucking pissed me off. Because it's like, I used what to do else? Fendom. Like that should <laughs> literally be my fucking money. And so when on the way back from California, we were driving in the car, my account was back up because Elise texted me and she's like, yours is back up. I look, my nudes are on it. And so I was like, at least now have, I'm really fucking pissed. Wait, Elise's didn't have nudes though. No. It was just, yeah. They had like random pictures of her from like her OnlyFans too, but like she never posted like anything nude. Mine mm-hmm. were like, my boobs are on there. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And so. Oh, don't forget too. They were face apping all of her pictures. Yes. They were doing the Hollywood effect on my pictures and Elise's. And it's like, was the first edited one not good enough for you? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I already touch up my pictures. Like, what the fuck? And so I ended up like literally, I'm a psycho. Okay. Like literally one time I left my AirPods in an Uber. I showed up to the person's house. It was post outside of their house for two hours and called the cops to get my AirPods back. <laughs> I don't care. Like, do not fuck with me because I will get to the bottom of it. 
to talk to Karen on the case. No, like if I need to be a Karen when it comes, like I'm not going to be a Karen to like a fucking server or like a retail worker. Like that's not me. If they're fucking with me or they stole my shit, I am going to be a fucking cunt and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And so I message, I'm not even kidding, like over 50 people that were interacting with my account being like, hey, like this account, is it me? Like I can, I can send you proof. And so one girl was like, not to be a bitch, but can you send me a video of like proof. Of you fingering yourself. No, I know. And so I sent a video. I was like, Hi. she's like, can you send me a video of you like finger yourself moaning my username? <laughs> You're like, um, I know. Um, <laughs> can I just... Question mark? Um, <laughs> anyways, so I sent a video and I was like, hi, my name's Karina Hefner. My real at is superficial. The last I are three ones. Fendom Poison is catfishing as me. I live in Arizona. They're stealing my pictures. If you need any other proof, like just let me know and I'll be happy to Here's send it. Here's my credit card information. <laughs> and so, so then eventually all of these girls started reporting it and like posting it, which I'm so thankful because you never know what type of reaction you're going to get when you reach out to anyone honestly you never know if they're gonna be like fuck you you know what i mean yeah like it's fair game kind of thing so i'm glad they were helpful both of the accounts are taken down thank god but i was definitely thinking about it all fucking weekend and getting really stressed out about it because it's just not fair you know and they said i lived in new york too i was like you're so dumb it was the same person behind me and elise's account so they were making both accounts were making thousands of dollars so they were they easily made, like, I guarantee, like, over 10000 on both of our pictures. So this morning, I checked the accounts. Elise's is suspended. Mine's deleted. I checked the link tree. Their catfishing is someone new. That is crazy. It, with all the same cash apps and everything. And I was just like, Whoever I this hope you is. go to prison. Yeah. Like, honestly, fuck you. Like, that is so fucked up. Like, you have to be so fucking hideous and insecure and disgusting to catfish as someone. Do you think it's a girl or a guy? I think it's a girl because remember, they they made a voice memo trying to sound like Elise. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was really bad. Give me all your fucking money. Yeah. You pig. And she doesn't even sound like that. <laughs> it was like a really terrible Paris Hilton impression. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, hot. It got, it, hey, trip was fun. Karina's car got paid off. Yeah. From your did. lemon. <laughs> yeah. My old piece of shit car that I bought literally. On an impulse when you were like 19 and then it I was died. 20. Um, I oh. bought it literally May would be four years ago. And I'll be honest when I told my mom this story because my mom was like, why doesn't she have a car? And I was like, well, because she bought a car like a few years ago, but it like. It literally died on me. Right. And she was like, what an idiot. And me? I, yes. And I went. Your mom's my biggest fucking hater, dude. I said, well, she's was also like 20 years old. So. And my parents did not help me at all for anything. I went to buy that car by myself and I knew nothing about cars. Also, I drunk and drove my car and totaled it. <laughs> yeah. So. so definitely, you know. And somehow just, still was able to drive his car back home. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. With blood on my windshield. My dad paid off my car, which was really nice. So I no longer have that debt to take care of, which is really, really helpful. Yeah, but nobody tell Karina's mom. Yeah, because she'll Seriously, turn it into something weird. Yeah. She used to freak out when I was 16 and my dad would pay for my nails. And she would be like, your dad's not your boyfriend. Why is he paying for that? And it's like, okay, I'm 16 and I'm his daughter. You don't have to be a fucking weirdo about it. So she's just jealous of me. She's a very jealous person. Yeah, didn't she like put your hair extensions in the washer once? Yes. When I was in 10th grade, my dad bought me hair extensions because when I lived in Colorado, we didn't have a lot of money. We ended up living in a hotel. Um, we were homeless for a few months. And um, oh, I did like homeless, homeless. Like we lived in a hotel for like months. Oh my God. And we all had to share a room. And my mom and I were still fighting back then. And it was horrible. <laughs> I remember it got so bad to a point where I called my grandparents. I was like, can I live with you guys? And they said yes. And I stayed with them for two weeks and was like, I'd rather be in the hotel. I can't do this either with you guys. Um, yeah, like we just didn't have a lot of money. And then when we moved to Arizona, my dad was making such good money. Like truck it was driving, great. right? No. My dad, Sam, all these years has always thought my dad's a truck driver. He's not. <laughs> he just has like truck driver energy. He does. 
yeah, when we moved here, we had a lot of money. And then my dad bought me hair extensions because believe it or not, you guys, my hair was up to here when I moved to Arizona. But it was really short. And so my dad bought me hair extensions because I asked for them. My mom was with me when we bought them and she was just being really weird about it. And then the next week she came into my room and was like, she, and I'm not kidding you guys, she talks to me like this. She came into my room and went, guess what? I just bought hair extensions and they're better than yours. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. okay. Like, what are you competing with me for? And then literally I had my hair extensions for like a month. All of a sudden I came home and I used to wash my hair extensions and leave them like in a towel. All of a sudden they got washed in the washer and dryer and destroyed. So my mom <laughs> ruined my hair extensions on purpose. She's like, um, also, I'm running against you for prom queen this year. Yeah, literally. <laughs> She's like, good luck. She was also annoyed with me when I wanted a car for Christmas when I was 16. She like, we got into a huge fight about that. And I was like. I'm 16. Like, I don't understand why you're so pissed off at me. Wait, that. you got a car at 16? No, I didn't. And she was, she, even though she knew it wasn't going to happen, she was like, you're a fucking brat. Like, why would you get a car for Christmas? Like, you need a fucking reality check. Like, just saying, like, anything, honestly, I could be breathing and my mom just, like, hates me. Like, she just <laughs> doesn't like me. And honestly, I do... As much as I really hate my mom, I do deep down love her because she gave birth to me, but that's the only connection I have to her. I do not like her as a person. If something happened to her, I would be sad, but I don't want to ever see her again in my life. And I do not want to talk to her, especially after the past week. We've basically just been fighting because she has this new boyfriend and every time she has a boyfriend, she picks her boyfriends over us, first of all. She's been doing this ever since I was literally like in sixth grade. When I was in sixth grade, I helped her make her profile on Plenty of Fish to cheat on my dad. She would brainwash me into thinking that was normal and into thinking that like my dad was this horrible person, which my dad isn't innocent. I'm not saying he is, but he is the lesser evil, okay? My mom is I just- I do wanna circle back though. Like why Plenty of Fish? Like- Cause she's Christian. That's a Christian dating app. Oh. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's real yeah, religious. Yep, yeah, I know. And so hasn't stepped foot in church in how many years? She goes every Sunday now with her religious boyfriend. Yeah, to the religion she's not baptized in. No, she goes to a Christian church now. I guess he goes with her. <laughs> she she she, she only wants she only she literally keeps begging me and Gavin to go to church with him and her. And I'm like, can you do something that like we want to do? We've just been fighting because I'm like, you know, I don't think it's cool that like with your boyfriend, like you guys go to dinner with him and his kids, even though it was only twice. He has been coming over to our house in September and he says a quick hi and bye and then they go in the room and he locks the door and me and my brother have heard moaning from her room and I just think it's rude. I would like to be taken out to dinner with my brother as well because her other ex-boyfriends have done that. And she has just been on one since I said that. I literally said it the night before we left so exactly a week ago, because we left last Wednesday to California, I just, we got into a huge argument. It turned into her defending herself by saying when I was little, she would take me to the hospital every time I was sick and that she could have just left me to die. Um, so using things you should do as a mother against me, I'm sorry, maybe you should have just let me die. I probably would have been fucking better off at this point than fucking dealing with your bullshit for my entire life. Also, wait, let's circle back a little bit. It's like... I love how she's like, um, I took you to the hospital when you got she sick. She was a stay-at-home <laughs> mom. She, she had no other job to do. She's like, yes, granted, it's because I didn't get you vaccinated, but <laughs> it's like, it's not she my fault. She is an anti-vax, but I do have all my vaccinations. Gavin doesn't. How? Oh. I actually do because she didn't. She didn't become a very. She didn't become anti-vax and a conspiracy theorist until I was in like fourth or fifth grade. Oh, okay. So you were and like And then nine. also, she would force me to watch videos with her like that. And then it would scare me. And I would always think our house was haunted and stuff and have bad energy because she would watch... You guys, she would watch videos of reverse Beyonce and Jay-Z songs of them going, murder, murder, <laughs> Jesus, and stuff. And it would freak me out when I was little. And she was like, see, see, that the devil's inside of her. The devil's inside of her. Oh, and we'd watch 9-11 videos, which 
I just, I just don't even want to get into it. Not to mention we lived in Colorado Springs and everyone knows like with there's a bunch of conspiracy theories at the Denver airport, like how the runways for the planes are shaped as a swastika. There are New World Order murals by baggage claim. That's true because I've been there and the murals are fucking scary. They have gargoyles by like the doors. Like it is it is really weird that they have that. Imagine living in Colorado with a crazy person who like is obsessed with this stuff. Anytime we went to the Denver airport, it was a nightmare she would make me get fucking freaked out we have a really rich aunt my aunt would come to denver randomly apparently according to my mom and my mom and by the denver airport there's a bunch of like it does look artificial there's a bunch of hills all around the denver airport and she goes i swear to god she lives underneath the fucking ground she lives in the underground city where all the rich people live once the world ends like and she was like convinced she was visiting like her condo underground and so her bunker my mom's just a lunatic, okay? And so basically, we've been fighting because I was just like, hey, you and your boyfriend, like, don't include us. She started using things against me. She literally was telling me I'm going to hell for my abortion, that I'm disgusting because I'm on OnlyFans. She also was calling me stupid. Her number's been blocked since last Tuesday. She's been sliding handwritten notes under my door. And she tried picklocking my door. Mind you, my brother and I, we pay rent to live with her. Like she charges us rent. The house is under my grandpa's name. Like it's not even her house. Picklocking my door the other night to get into my room to take my cat. So it was just like a lot and I just like fucking- Peter! Oh, she's been sliding notes under my door. She slid a really mean three page letter note under my door the other night and told me basically at the end of the letter, she hopes I find God for, and that I'm going to get punished for not honoring my mother. And she keeps saying that I'm going to go to hell for not honoring her as my mother. She's one of those really crazy Christians who would probably take matters into her own hands and play God. So I'm terrified of her. And last night I was on FaceTime with Jessica just making myself dinner. And she immediately came home, started screaming at me because I was using her pan and then called me a stupid whore because I'm on OnlyFans. She keeps bringing it up. But she keeps saying I was like she kept being just like being a bitch i was like a car got brought up and i was like well my car's paid off and she was like yeah and i'm sure you had to do something fucking disgusting for you to get it paid off right and i'm just like my father paid that off thank you like you're so awesome to deal with like i just can't and so this morning i work from home and she barges into my room doesn't knock my mistake for leaving my door unlocked and she just starts screaming at me and hovering over me while i'm trying to work it turns into a huge thing and she's just been like saying I need to get the fuck out and I'm not I'm like horrible to live with even though like I do not do anything I'm just in my room working and she comes in and starts demanding things it's just very like abusive and I just like am at my wits end also every time she slides a letter under my door I'll scream new Tyra mail yes what's Tyra say what's the new task for today Tyra mail Tyra mail and I know it pisses her off. So, <laughs> yeah, well, she is as nuts as Tyra Banks. So I'm surprised. She I'm surprised hasn't... she hasn't body shamed me yet. Right. Because she's fucking mean. She is my biggest bully, my biggest hater. She's my first bully. I've never met anyone so fucking mean. She's horrible. If you think I mean, meet my fucking mom. Meet who birthed me because she's fucking insane and I want nothing to do with her. She took down all of the photo frames with me and her in it and now she just has like a shrine of her and Gavin in the living room. Like it's really... What? Ew, that's so fucking weird. Well, I did tell her to take down the pictures. I didn't think she actually would. Yeah, she hates me. She hates me and I think it's just because she fucked up her own life and she's mad that like I've gotten an an abortion just to like just to not live like her like i'm sorry that i don't you didn't set me up for success you were a horrible parent to me mentally sure you didn't physically hit me but mentally you were horrible to me she'll never see that i remember i used to be in therapy in middle school i do need to get back into it i know and we had <laughs> one group session with my therapist that i've been seeing and my mom was sitting in on it i was telling the therapist everything my mom was doing and she got pissed off at me in the car gave me the silent treatment and said, you're not seeing that therapist again. So she can't handle getting confronted, being wrong. She's just one of those. I'm struggling really hard mentally with just the fact of living with her, but I'm actively like trying to do anything I can to get the fuck away from her because I don't understand how I'm supposed to cut off other toxic things in my life when I'm dealing with like 
the fucking root of all the toxicity in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, spawn a Satan, am I right? And the fact that she's telling me I'm going to go to hell, I'm like... <sighs> With that cleavage? <laughs> she's insane. She's just honestly really fucking I mean, insane. just based on the way you describe her, people would assume she's like some Amish-looking Puritan. She's, my mom is so beautiful physically. It's honestly like, if you guys were to see what she looks like, you'd be like... She's treating you like that. But yeah, like my mom is gorgeous. She's always been so beautiful. But on the inside, she's very fucking ugly. So I just. Well, I was just going to say, it's just kind of surprising how conservative she is because the way she dresses, you would think she's like a single woman in her late 20s. But, you know, surprised no, she doesn't walk around. Surprised she doesn't go to church in cocktail dresses <laughs> and high heels. I think she just projects a lot. I think she's a very broken child on the inside. And I do have as much as like she's been really horrible to me. And like I haven't even gone into full detail, obviously, about how awful she's been. But like I still have a lot of empathy for her. And I've she's just always trauma dumped on me since I could remember. And she's always told me very personal things that you should not be telling a four year old. And I've just always felt really bad for her. Her excuse for it is that she didn't have any friends and that she's the she's the reason why I will get an abortion because I don't want to repeat that trauma and put it. I think it's very fucking evil that she had kids and I would never bring a child into this onto this planet like knowing that I am still very much damaged on the inside and I would like to get help before I ever think about having children. Right. And, like, it's so beyond me that she's against that and wanted me to keep the kid. And I think it's because she's jealous of me and she wants me to fuck up my life. I genuinely think she wants me to be stuck like her. Yeah. Because she doesn't want me to do better than her. Right. That's exactly all it comes down to. And you it's know? just it's just insane that you can have a kid, and especially a daughter, your only daughter, who has been there for you more than anyone at this point. And you can just, like, treat me like that. It's just really fucked up. She's just really abusive. And like when my friends are around, though, she's really sweet and never shows that side. I feel like only Noah has seen that side. You've somewhat seen that side. Jessica um, saw it. I've experienced yeah, that. Yeah, Jessica, Jessica saw it on FaceTime. And then when I was in seventh grade, I had the my one of my friends named Bree spend the night. And Bree was taking a shower because we had school the next morning. And my mom came in my room and was getting in my face screaming at me for like 30 minutes. And I was just crying, like begging her to stop and to leave me alone. And then when she finally did, Brie came into my room. She hid in the bathroom for 30 fucking minutes. She came into my room and just hugs me and like held me while I cried. Like those are the only people who have seen her true colors. And it's just beyond me that she'll put on such a huge act in front of people. Because when her boyfriend's over, okay, to paint you guys a picture, whenever it's just me, her, Gavin, and Gavin's friend that lives with us, Whenever it's us in the house, she doesn't give a fuck. I'll be I'll be downstairs just getting a quick snack. And it's already hard for me to eat. It's already hard for me to go downstairs and fucking pick out something to eat without me like being mean to myself. I I want privacy when I am eating. Like, first of all, like I remember like a few months ago, there was a tweet where I tweeted and I was like, I wanted to eat my leftover cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. I went in the garage and my mom just busts in. She opens the door with her. She wears sunglasses indoors. Okay, you guys like their <laughs> their prescription. But she, she's literally that fucking meme of Tiffany Pollard on the bed with her sunglasses She is. On. She's insane. And so she literally she opens the garage door and is just like this with her hand on her hip staring at me while I'm eating. And I'm like, can you? fuck off i'm like about to throw this at your fucking face if you don't let me eat alone and in private i don't want you looking at me while i'm fucking eating and so if you don't have an eating disorder you might i know like, you're probably what? like girl <laughs> i think you're the problem i know a lot of people do eat food and it's considered actually like culturally it's a social thing to eat with your friends go out to eat with your family eat dinner I've with gotten, everybody don't get me but, wrong i've gotten better for sure because a Two years ago, I could not eat in front of people. Right. But honestly, all, like sometimes it's not even that deep. Sometimes my mom just tries to interrupt me while I'm eating. And I'm like, look, ho, I've had a long, stressful day. I just want to watch my YouTube videos and eat my food. When okay? I'm eating, it's like my alone time. I right. do not want to be interrupted at fucking all. It's already hard enough, like I said. And so when it's just the four of us home... She starts getting in my face, screaming at me because her room's downstairs right next to the kitchen. So, like, I can't go to the kitchen in peace ever. Also, in one of her notes that she wrote me, she said, don't come to the kitchen if I'm in there. Don't come downstairs if I'm downstairs and don't talk to me. It's like, so now you're now we're like the TV show where sisters are sharing a bedroom and they mark half of the room, can't cross the fucking line. Like, what the fuck is that? And I pay to live there. 
And so Right. And you pay And I a, pay a good fucking chunk of that bitch's rent, mind right. you. You're and paying so, an equal portion. Yeah, exactly. When you were talking about it's just funny how you're describing your mom's relationship with how she acts so fake in front of your friends because Growing up, I actually really wished it was like that for me because my dad would wait actually sometimes until my friends were around to, to be psycho. You. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I would sit there and be like, oh, great. I'm getting a spanking. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking seven years old and you yeah. waited until my old fucking friend group was over here to hurt me physically. Cool. Cool beans. Cool. And my so mom would be like, up. he's just jealous. You guys have friends. And I'd be like, yeah, you should divorce him. That'd be a, yeah. that'd be cool. Why are you, why are you having kids if you're going to be jealous over that? It's just trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's also like just what happens when unhealed people have kids. And I feel like her constantly weaponizing your abortion against you is just really funny because it's like, that was actually probably the most selfless thing you could have ever done for yourself mm -hmm. because you were sparing some child's life from the misery that you're currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. What were you going to do? Have a kid out of wedlock living at your mom's house. So your crazy grandma can fucking corrupt your child. Like, no, Thank yeah. you. You need to be in a position to where one day when you do have children, you're so financially independent. You don't need to ever rely on your parents to watch or your kids for you, take care of your no kids. No one. I right. want to be able to do it myself. I'd say we could just have one, but that kid would be fucked up. Oh, my God. I did my ancestry results. <laughs> we never talked about that. I've grown a lot because... I have Since gotten, you were on Dr. I have Phil. gotten on I have gotten in <laughs> physical altercations with both of my parents before. One time my dad backhanded me and smacked the fuck out of me and I punched him in his mouth. I still to say regret it and I'm not proud of it. My Just mom punched me in the face while I was driving a car and <laughs> I Oh, she's lucky I'm a boy cuz if I could have <laughs> bitch I would have dragged her through the mud. <laughs> And, I, and my friend like, was in the backseat for that. <laughs> I just, it's just like, stop, like, stop abusing me. I'm going to lash out. Like, I'm not stable either. I was raised by two fucking lunatics. Like, yeah. stop. Oh, I want to tell this quick little anecdote if we're talking about beating our parents up. So, <laughs> oh, before you went to rehab? Yeah. The, the, I finally got my fucking, lick uh, my lick back. Um, I probably should keep my voice down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in the house, the home. Um, but, yeah, the day before I went to rehab, um, my dad, who I would probably say is 90% uh, of the reason I turned out like, no, uh, it's giving him a little bit too much credit. I'd probably say it's like 65, 35. So like 65% my dad, 35% my mom. Mm -hmm. She was very loving to me growing up, but also nuts. So that didn't really help. But my mom dad, when I was finally on my, the precipice of change, and I was ready to go out on my own, head to rehab. My dad got mad at me because um, I was talking too loud on the phone um, before I was going to rehab the next day, mind you. Like, biggest thing I could ever done for myself. Yeah. No thanks to him. And mm -hmm. so he was like, you need to be quiet, blah, blah, blah. And at this point in my life, bitch. Nothing to lose. Nothing, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Only anything to gain. <laughs> and not to mention, I was so psychotic at this point, like mm -hmm. experiencing every spectrum of mental illness. Mm -hmm. So when he did that to me, I remember I was like, okay, fine, I'll go outside. And of course my feelings were hurt because at this point in time, um, he hadn't spoken to me at all about the fact that I was about to embark on this journey to get sober. And even though you hate him and you don't care for his approval, it'd still be nice. You know what I mean? Just to be like, I'm I'm glad you're going to Maybe rehab. just a little validation for the fact that he uh, passed on the addiction gene to me yeah. and then also gave me the trauma to go with it. So yeah, it was like, like the least he could do is like, I'm proud of you for going. That's it. Right. Instead, he was a like, few words, that's oh, all my I God, you need to keep your voice down. Mm -hmm. you, you're waking the house up. So then I was like, OK. So I meandered downstairs and I opened the backyard door to go into the backyard to finish my phone call. Who were you on the phone with? Kenzie? No, it was Philomena, actually. Okay. Oh, um, you were friends with her at that time? That was the first conversation we'd had in a couple of years. Okay. my Okay. Go back to the story. We were talking about sexual trauma stuff. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, also, it was a very deep conversation, mind yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I basically, I look at him and I said, <laughs> I said something along the lines of like, count your fucking days because when I get out of rehab, I'm coming for you is what I said. <laughs> so I didn't technically <laughs> threaten him. Okay. <laughs> but who would in my position? Well, didn't you also take your uncle's urn? No, no, God, no, 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 no. Do you no. threaten to hit him with it? Uh, I've probably thought about fucking smashing some ashes on his head, but that was now I what I did end up doing was oh. is so I say that one little quip and then I head out the door thinking like all said and done, you know, 
<laughs> I haven't really touched on any of the physical abuse I went through as a kid um, and as a teenager, but uh, maybe this will be the episode. I don't know. We'll get there. But long story short, uh, I head outside and then he decides to follow me outside because that's what he likes to do. Um, once Natalie. he gets, he's, he's like a, yeah, exactly. Like, like, a, just, like a train. Just like, wants you, to follow you and provoke you until you fucking snap. Right. So he literally. tried to follow me outside and I got right up to the shed, basically, like our, our annex, like mm-hmm. our clubhouse. Oh, okay, okay. Where we keep like storage stuff. Um, and he went to try to attack me physically. <laughs> and keep in mind, you guys, growing up, like I talk about this a lot in therapy. I My trauma response was always flight. Like I was never a type of person that had like, I might yell, but it was more like to get you away from me. Like mm-hmm. I, I was a runner. Like I would try to sprint away from him. And then when I did that when I was 15, he uh, got me in a headlock and choked me and I almost died. Mm-hmm. So just to touch on that. Um, so basically, as I got older, though, I was... After like years of that happening, my fight or flight slowly changed to fight, okay? Because just after years of trying to run away from it, eventually you hit a point where you're like, you know what? Why the fuck am I so scared of you? Mm -hmm. So he tried to fucking lunge at me again like he typically did. I used my mental illness strength. I hadn't been working out in years. I had never worked out at this point day in my life. I think that was the heaviest you weighed too. Uh, Yeah, that doesn't matter. (laughs) We're cutting that. (laughs) What is that? I'm a sumo wrestler. Yeah. You're just bigger. So um, I grabbed my soccer trophy is what I did. Oh, I, that's right. Okay, I it was grabbed the trophy. my soccer trophy. I smash it on his back as hard as I fucking can. <laughs> he collapses on the <laughs> ground. Okay. And then, he, and then he left me alone. But then he woke my mom up and then my mom came outside. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was like, oh, my God. Like, and then he's like, call the cops, call the cops. And I looked at him and I was like, fucking do it. I dare you. I'll tell them all these things. I'll make up a bunch of shit and get you arrested. Because he used to do that to me, right? Like, he would try to weaponize the police against me. That's abuser's favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously... Actually, no, I genuinely stand on that, actually. I believe most abusers will use the judicial system against you. They'll use police against you. They will try to use... Like when I went to jail, literally. Right, they will use Mm -hmm. the authorities against you. They use it to weaponize against you. They try to use it to manipulate you, to scare you, to make you do what they want. And they know that they can get away with it, typically, because they'll lie their way out of it. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of switched it and turned it around on him. And I was like, okay do it let's call the cops because i said to him i was like i'm not a fucking teenager anymore i know how to speak for myself i'm a very coherent intelligent person you are smarter than you Mm -hmm. you graduated from fucking air conditioning school bitch i have a college degree i know how to speak eloquently mind you and i will get your ass fucking in trouble (laughs) so he left me alone after that and then the next day um i had to uber to rehab (laughs) no one drove me oh my god it was so sad because sam literally sent a video of him going guys i'm here oh we already went over this but it was like boo from monsters inc we might have figured out by now we've got dementia sometimes we might repeat stories yeah no literally yes that's the time i almost killed my dad and that was the most satisfying day of my life i'm gonna keep my voice over this but it really let me know like He's gotten older. Like I can take him now, <laughs> and I, I've I've started to pay attention to his injuries too. Right, my dad's a huge You're crazy. My dad's a huge liar. Like he just makes mm-hmm. shit up. Like he's so Munchausen. It's like everything about him is like, if he sees someone in our house being sick with like a cold, he's like, oh, I have a cold now, and it's like, no, you fucking don't. You and then he'll like steal a pain pill for my mom, and it's like that's. Not what you use for a gold, but anyway. Okay, literally me. Stealing <laughs> my mom's fucking lupus medicine. I just, I've been paying attention. That he's got like, he's got like a weak knee. <laughs> so like, if he tries to, if he came up here right now, that's the first place I'm headed is that fucking kneecap bitch. <laughs> I'm going to kick your fucking, I'm going to dislocate your leg and then I'm going to snap you in half. <sighs> I cannot. Oh, my mom's talking. <laughs> I thought they were yelling. Um, yeah, it's, it's growing. That's what's actually, it's like growing up in an abusive house too, is you constantly are hypervigilant. You think everybody's always yelling. Mm-hmm. Anytime I've been at a friend's house and I hear people downstairs like laughing really loud, I just automatically assume there's a fight happening because I just, I, I can't even comprehend that yeah. it's not, you know? Yeah. My dad did choke me out when I was 15 though. Um, and that was the most traumatic thing I've ever been through. And that's something I'm still working on in therapy because he almost killed me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell the full story. I I'm I always have been scared to talk about it because it's just really like it's really scary getting strangled. <laughs> I've gotten strangled by two boyfriends and it's 
it's fucking scary and the look they have in their eyes when they're doing it too is like it's horrifying you're a monster literally like you are disgusting and it all started because i was going through so i was on accutane when i was 15 and i also think i was developing a lot of mental illness at the same time so it was like a lot going on at the same time. Okay, so my moods were all over new the place. New medication, right? Mental illnesses. I'd already been previously groomed and assaulted multiple times, like, and then and not just the physical abuse, but just my own sexual trauma thing. So I was just yeah. going through a lot at this point in my life. Same. And my mom was talking about making macaroni and cheese for dinner, and I just I got like annoyed, and I I I I picked up a knife like as a joke, and I was like, ugh, like. Okay, I don't want macaroni and cheese. I probably was saying it a little bit more aggressive than that. And I was being a brat. But mm-hmm. I wasn't going to stab her. Like, I put the knife right down. Mm-hmm. And then I think, like, as a joke, too, like, I put my little brother in a pantry. <laughs> he was, like, so small at that point. So mm-hmm. I think, he's like, let me out. And I let him out, whatever. But my dad walked in on that. And he thought, like, I was a threat, apparently. Which was, like, not true. I wasn't holding a weapon. I was just probably in a bad mood but i also wasn't just like teasing your like you shouldn't have done it but like right you're teasing your little sibling like sorry He's probably being annoying sorry i put you in the pantry yeah <laughs> i used to do similar stuff to gavin too I... sometimes i'd lock him outside the backyard for like a minute just to make him cry and then when he'd be done <laughs> cry like whenever he'd start he'd be like okay come back in like it was, it's just what you do as an older sibling, I guess. Like, right. But my little, my older brother used to uh, actually try to attempt to drown me several times. Like, would hold me under and be like, "You, you can breathe. <sighs> you can still breathe." Because Dad said he was gonna sue us, I- so you didn't be careful. Because <laughs> he'd be like, "There are bubbles coming up. That means you can breathe." And so I'd be like, "Fucking drowning!" Where are my parents? Know where to be found. <laughs> um. Anyway, so my dad walks in and he, he's like, "Oh my god!" Like just basically what my dad used to do growing up. Actually, to be a hundred percent honest, if my mom would not have sex with him, he would get mad at us and he would be mean to us until she would have sex with him. Apparently, this is according to her, which is already like, okay, trauma jump. Thanks for that. Mm, yeah, um, my mom would tell me stuff like that too. Like it's just really inappropriate. You should not be confiding in your child for anything. Right. Like that. So my dad basically because then it also makes you, sorry not to interrupt you, no, but it okay. also like makes you just what let, wait, the, what let a, your kid figure it out on their own. Honestly, or just wait till they're older to yeah, like know how to handle like, that. You should not be telling a child like I just. It just makes me so mad. Like it, like I, nothing pisses me off more. No, it's wild. So basically, emotional incest. Like just stop. Right, and so so he chases me around the house, and he corners me in my room, and then he puts me in a headlock, and I start like blacking out, and then my mom is standing right there telling him to stop, and then like eventually he lets go. And then he leaves my room, but he's still like wanting to fight with me. But I call the cops for the first time ever because I was so scared. Like, and if you look it up, in hindsight, I've seen things on TikTok and on Twitter. It's attempt murder. It's attempted fucking murder because you could literally kill somebody doing that. So Mm -hmm. that, even just seeing that was hard for me to process. Yeah, me too. When I saw that too, I saw that same TikTok I think that you're talking about. Right. It really was like, what the fuck? It was like, really you have to be really disgusting to like strangle someone like that, unless it's self defense. But like, well, that's the thing is like, gross. for the longest time, it was so extremely hard for me mm-hmm. to even tell the full story of what happened because mm-hmm. I would tell it and like obviously saying it out loud, it's like, oh, I was holding a knife at one point, but, but also, I wasn't doing anything. Child. I was a child. I was barely fifteen, and I wasn't gonna do anything with it. And I put it down after like literally three seconds of me holding it. It's also, it was so hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that, like, I <laughs> let it out. <laughs> I yawned. I'm okay. Okay. It was just, like, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that, like, I was a victim in that situation. So that, I think, compounded with the fact that he almost fucking killed me, mm-hmm. caused so much shame inside of me. So I call the police. The police get there. But who gets to them first? My dad. So he tells them the story first, and he tries to paint it like he was disarming me and getting the knife out of my hand. The knife wasn't even in my hand when he was fucking choking me out. And so they come in and instead of like removing me from the home, they're like, or removing him, they were like, we're going to arrest you. And so I was sitting there, my mom's crying and she's like, here's a pop tart. I'll pick you up from jail. And I'm sitting there like, you're going to let me go to jail over this. But at the same time, I was literally so, so beyond scared of him at this point that I literally looked at them and I said, honestly, anywhere's better than here. I I will go to jail. I don't even care. I don't want to live in the same home as him right now. And 
Then they were like, okay, we'll give us a second. They had like a good cop back. Keep in mind too, I had a really botched- I'm like so pissed off for you. I don't even like know this story. So Well, think about how overwhelming it was to be 15. Like it's different. If that something like that happened to me now, I'd be probably better equipped to handle it. But like, I was still really young at this point. It was really, really traumatic. But I had like bleach in my hair and I had gone swimming in the pool. So it was like a bunch of weird colors. So they were all looking at me and I was looking at them and I was like, I know I look crazy, okay? But believe me. (laughs) And I was one thing them. I was like- can you give us a fucking brochure for like therapy or something? Like yeah. I'm fine with going to therapy. He's the one that doesn't want to fucking go. Mm-hmm. And that's something me and you have in common is we spent our whole life wanting to be in therapy. Our parents were the ones that were like hesitant to do it. And it's like, oh, looking back, I wonder why. My dad why. did try going to therapy with me. Which is crazy that yeah. it's like, I can't believe. It's just one parent though. The yep. lesser evil one, like I said, like my mom just thinks I'm the huge issue, but. So anyway, the police, they end up coming back into the room and they're like, okay, we're not going to arrest you, but you guys do need to get counseling. And I was like, all right, perfect. So I'm in for it, bitch. I, I want that shit. So our first therapy session is a family. Uh, my dad tells the therapist that the reason he treats us bad, keep in mind, he's been doing this to me my entire, entire life. He tells the therapist it's because they don't pick up the dog poop in the yard. I was like, okay. Uh, Literally my mom with me not cleaning the bathroom once a week. I was like, that's just really interesting because you choked me for something completely unrelated to the dog poop. But I digress. And I looked at them and I was like, okay, I'll do chores. Like, where's the list? I'll start doing them. You guys have never given us a chore list. How was I supposed to know you wanted Mm -hmm. help? Anyway, um, that was like one of the times. And then when I was 19, he tried to do it again. Uh, my friend Mackenzie was spending that with uh, me. This was during my Boyle era. So if you look back at that, you'll know now there's a deeper there's a deeper story happening behind closed doors. Um, <laughs> me and Mackenzie, I have my boy on my armpit. We're down in my kitchen. It's probably like 12 a.m. or something. And like we're just giggling to ourselves. And apparently that woke him up. So he came downstairs and he was like, she needs to go home right now. And that was just a weird like thing for him to tell me because I was like it's never been an issue that I have a sleepover with my friend like ever but I in hindsight my dad just hates girls because I think he likes them so I think that's why he gets like jealous when I have pretty friends and when he originally told me that I would have taken her home but the thing is she was like she had a weird living situation at this point in her life so it just it wasn't feasible for me to take her home that late so I was like I'm gonna have to just wait till the morning so we ended up going to sleep in my room And at like 5 a.m., just like how you told me your mom barged through your door today, that's what reminded me of this story. I could hear my dad fiddling with the lock on my door. He breaks the door open. And instead of of lunging at me to choke me, he tried to choke Mackenzie. He tried to lunge at her and choke her. And that is the first time my fight or flight switched. Up until that point, I was always like trying to run away from it. This time, I don't know what it was. I think it was just seeing him. Mackenzie's so tiny, too. Like, regardless, frail and tiny. But like, right. Dude. So I fucking lunge at him, okay? And my cousin, Carissa, wherever she is, Illinois, daycare teacher, she used to sell Cutco knives. <laughs> Cutco is like this scam, multi-level marketing scheme here. But they actually, the knives are pretty sharp. Like, I like their tools. So <laughs> their tools. I would keep a pair of scissors in my room, <laughs> sometimes for doing things to my arm, but sometimes just for crafts. So... Um, I would use scissors too. I grab, I grab the fucking scissors from underneath my fucking mattress, mm. and I start trying to lunge at him to stab him because I'm like, oh fuck no, are you gonna do this to her? He won't get out of my room. I start throwing things at him. I finally get him out of my room, this very room we're in, filming, and <laughs> I end up throwing a nightstand at him, and so he falls to the stairs. Have you seen that vine of the riot on the guard? He's like, yes, yeah, a dresser. <laughs> So he ends up going to work that day because um, oh I, I got him out of the house, basically. Um, but that was when I was 19. And then, you know, things kind of settled down from there. And then obviously the rehab incident. So I still live at home with them. Um, but I would say that for the past couple years now, since I actually did get sober, it's been pretty fine. Like there have been a f- there's definitely been instances where he works me up and my blood pressure goes up really high. And I'm like, oh, I could just pray on your death right now. But... <laughs> but but on the whole like i'm on a journey to forgive and forget um to heal it's been pretty fairly stable for me these days um the most fights i get in with my parents at this point is like 
if I cook eggs and I don't put the olive oil on the pan, um, then they freak out. Because in their defense, I do burn things all the it's time. It's so I cook. weird how much in common Sam and I have. Two sides of the same very fucked up coin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's the saying? Different like seasoning. What? Like a different flavor. I'm like, speaking of seasoning, I got my ancestry results back. <laughs> um, I am 70% English. So for those of you who are surprised. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, for my morning breakfast, I'm having beans on toast today and chips and fish for lunch. <laughs> oh I've stopped we're brushing like, my teeth. And <laughs> ew. We're like, we're like Hallie and Annie from I'm The Parent Trap. James, you're Annie, your obviously. You're Annie, obviously. Because your mom's the lesser evil, and I'm Holly with my dad, who's the lesser evil from America. Ooh, you know, I'm glad we're having this episode because even though it's probably not like our funniest episode and it's not making you guys chuckle and bend over laughing, I just believe that like this is a very integral part of who we are as people. And so I feel like letting you guys kind of get to know us on a deeper level should hopefully maybe give you guys a little bit more of an understanding of where we come from and mm -hmm. like how we've come to be. But I don't know for sure what happened yeah, to my dad growing up. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I can't really sit around waiting for an explanation because my dad's very narcissistic. He's mm -hmm. never going to give me that. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't think they'll apologize, right? Like, They'll say sorry. They'll be like, I'm sorry I did that. But it's like, even from as young as six, I just knew in my heart, like, you don't mean that. Mm -hmm. Like, if you meant it, you, exactly. would not, you would not do it again. Or exactly. you would try to do something different, you know? Exactly. My mom has just, like I said, never been physical for the most part. Like, we have gotten in physical fights before. But, like, she's just very mentally abusive. Like, when I was 16, one time we got in a fight and she told me, that she hopes I get a boyfriend one day and he punches me in the face. So I shut the fuck up. She got her wish um, for sure. And she just says hurtful things like that. Like she'll tell me like she hopes I get cheated on. I was sexually abused when I was younger. And when I was 13, me and her got into a fight and she told me I probably liked the feeling of it. And that's why I didn't tell anyone. Ugh. I don't know. I like don't want to cry. But like if that kind of gives you like a background, I guess. I'm like, stop. <laughs> if that like tells you anything, that's like kind of where my anger comes from for sure. And I do need to go to therapy and work through it. I don't want anything to do with her. And after even reading Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm glad my mom died. I was like, I'm glad your mom died too. Like, honestly, because there's parts in the book where she, her mom reminded me of my mom. <sighs> Yeah. My mom used crazy. to read my diaries when I was in middle school. And like one time I came home and I had just written like a few pages about her because I was really upset when I was 13. And I came home to it ripped out of my diary and crinkled and just thrown into a ball on my desk. So she she wanted me to know that she read that and was pissed off at me. Just things like that. Like even when like in elementary school, my brother's always been the favorite and like we would all sleep in in my mom's room and she would make me sleep on the floor and her and her her and my brother would sleep on her California king size bed. And she, every time I try to like sleep on the bed with them or like I'd cry and be like, why can't I sleep on the bed? She'd be like, there's not enough room. Just making me really feel like a waste of space, to be honest. Yeah, I've definitely experienced being forced to sleep on the floor. <laughs> it, uh, it's not a fun feeling. No, it's gross. Like, why would you want me to sleep on the floor? I mean, could you picture birthing somebody like a child and then telling them they can't sleep on the bed? Like that's so weird. I would never do that. Right. In some fucked up way, I think it's kind of a blessing because it kind of... It kind of makes us know what's right and wrong. Right. You know what I mean in a way? It's, it makes it harder kind to of do like giving, right from wrong. It's kind but... of like Sam and I were given a handbook on what not to do. <laughs> right. Like, honestly, like now we know. If it's reminding us of our parents, we are not doing it. Right. That's all I'm going to say. And, you know, thank God I'm gay because uh, uh, I can't really have kids. So if I do want kids, it's going to require a lot of a lot of work, both financially and mentally. So yeah. I'm glad that I will really have to become a lot more like healed before that ever happens. And I really hope you <laughs> don't let your intrusive thoughts win because I think the world's a better place with you just being single and on your own these days, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. 
But anyway, you guys, so yeah, um, if you guys... So those are trauma dump episodes. Sorry, <laughs> you guys. It's a little bit darker. You're going to need a trigger warning, but... I did want to briefly touch on, though, um, because this is anxious, we do need to tell at least one story from our weekend. So when we went to the Tovlo concert, I had a panic attack in the subway. I was not prepared or warned for how fast subways go. The <laughs> fact that they're underground, the fact that they smell like piss, shit, and heroin, and the fact that, um, I don't know, I just, uh, you were dressed like a sleaze, and yeah. I was terrified you were gonna get assaulted or possibly hate-crimed, I don't know. And, and Zoe was too, we both looked like strippers. Right, and that was my bad, because I told them to do it. I thought that everybody there was gonna be dressed well, like Well, no, it. I, we wanted to dress like that. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. I felt bad, honestly, when we got to the Tovo concert because no, I no love, one was really I dressed love, like that. I love overdressing. I don't care. I could be, bitch, I go to Champs, Champs Sports, <laughs> Champion Sports Saloon in downtown Gilbert. <laughs> I go to that bitch in a fur coat. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love, I love fashion. I love doing my makeup crazy. I don't give a fuck what the occasion is. I could go to a fucking camp trip and I'll still have like... A slutty She'll be camp on the camping with a mini trip. skirt. I don't give a shit. She'll be dressed in her tent look. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we get to the Tovlo concert, and so I'm very flustered. I'm I'm frustrated. I'm pissed. I'm I was dissociating at this point. But we get inside and we all have a drink. I only drank two modellos. I'm very proud of myself for that. I got plastered. She was blacked out by the moment the fucking concert started. I ran into my TikTok friend. He stole our podcast name a few months ago, but he deleted all the evidence of it. But anyway, um so <laughs> As I was saying, are you gonna keep that? I don't know. I don't know. Depends on my mood. Anyway, anyway. I digress. <laughs> Tovlo is literally singing one of my favorite songs of all time. It was either Moments or Hey You Got Drugs. I think it was Moments. And all I can remember from this concert is Karina blacked out right behind me. Well, first, because when was- I'm blacked out, all I want is a hot dog, mind you. That's like my food of choice when I'm blacked out. Any any time, I don't give a fuck what time of the year it is, what time of the day it is. I need a hot dog when I'm drunk. So fucking Tovlo, she's singing this really sad song. And all I can hear is Karina in my ear. Give me a snack, Sophia's. And I was like, oh my God. I starved myself all day to fucking look decent. I was like, I was hungry. It was the end of the night. I I don't care what the excuse was. I was like, oh my God, she's ruining it for me. And then afterwards, she gets her fucking hot dog, and then she's still ravenous. So then she's like, is there going to be a hot dog outside Zoe's apartment? And we're like, why would a hot dog still be outside someone's apartment building? All I wanted was a hot dog. So then I got home and door-dashed um, fat burger. Do so- you remember that girl that spanked you, by the way? I got fucking pissed at her because she randomly slapped your ass. And no. Then, yeah, what are you talking about? We were leaving and she slaps your ass and I look at her and I give her like a dirty look and she's like, I said, did she tell you you could do that? And she <sighs> was like, yeah, she said it's fine. No, I didn't. I don't I know. I feel like, well, right? I, I mean, I don't know for certain, but I do know that she did say you got, she got permission, but she went, I bet I wasn't the first one to slap your ass tonight. And I was like, Okay, predator. Let's yeah, let's get to the car, Karen. Off. Yeah, no, that was fucking crazy. But um, yeah. So uh, we loved Tovlo though. Karina did almost take shrooms too, but I Miss Cook had to set some ground rules for the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to so bad, but he kept Zoe, our friend Zoe. That's who we were staying with. Love her. She offered me shrooms, and she's like, "Well, you can just microdose." And Sam literally stopped everything he was doing, and he went, "What did you say?" I said, no, she's going to see Noah in the vents, bitch. No, but you said something funny. You went, are you? Are you off your fucking rocker? Yes. He went, are you off your fucking rocker? She's going to see Noah in the fucking vents at the concert. And I also said, she's got about like five other drugs in her system. You really want to tip the scales and break her? You want her? I've been down that road. It's not fun to come back from, okay? Also, I will say the worst part of that trip was just the fact that we had to share a fucking air mattress and this bitch (laughs) stole my blank every night, mind you. I never even told you you could have that one. I'm horrible to sleep with because I do steal blankets and pillows and I do take up like the entire bed. I'll be sprawled out. Yeah. So when you were like, I woke up with your foot in my face, I'm like, bitch, your fucking foot was in my vagina for literally every (laughs) night we slept together. And keep in mind, every time she'd roll over to look at her phone or some shit, the whole mattress would go... And I felt like we were on a fucking waterbed. I'm like, oh, here she it's goes. It's like we're in the Titanic, like on a piece of wood. Right. At what point am I like, is this bitch flicking her bean? Like, we're not, what the fuck is going on? 
And then keep in mind, you guys, sleep quality down the tubes. And then every morning at around sharply 7 a.m., about five different alarms would go off. She'd wake up and then she'd, bright as day, hi there, this is Karina calling with blank, blank, blank. I can move up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in a call center. I'm in a call center. Oh, my God. Nightmares. Nightmares. So yeah. best part of the trip, we play Mario Party. Karina was terrible at it. But you know what? Yeah, and they're being horrible to me about it. It was honestly really pissing me off. <laughs> Just because it's like a game of luck and you were just so bad. It was like, how are you this bad? Well, I was like violently high, too. I, I know you were. And then like I, I kept having to move. Like I felt like I was itchy the entire time I was high. I I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with that, but it's very rare when I will smoke way too much and then like I can't have anything touching me. Like it's like I smoked meth. Like I feel like there's <laughs> bugs in my skin. I'm like, I can't like literally turn on a fan. I need to take off my clothes. Yeah, not to mention Zoe kept trying to hand you fucking muscle relaxers. And I was like, oh my God, pharmacy. I was like, you're going to give those to her now? She's going to pass out and die. She was like, well, I give her to her tomorrow. You know what I'm eating them though, you know? Always ruins my fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody fucking asked you, okay? You put us all in danger. You guys, I'm not kidding when I say bringing Karina to that concert was like Astral World Part Two. She was so blasted and plastered. We're in the pit, okay? And she's swaying back and forth, knocking us down like bowling pins. Like, I'm watching all these people struggle to breathe because she's like, Wah! and then like five other people, Wah! and it was just, she go up and down. So then all the people in the front go, Wah! and then all the people like, go, Wah! horrid. And then also keep in mind, there wasn't like screens on the walls. So because we were standing ground level in the pit, we couldn't actually see Toflo perform. So we were basically relying on people's cell phone cameras in the audience to use as like a jumbotron. So we're all behind you at one point and you're fucking tall. So when you're holding your arm up to film, it's like you're blocking all of our view. So we're relying on your phone screen to and see what's going on. I'm like this. She's like, it like this. You're zooming in like on the floor. You're like, you're, you're looking at the curtain at one point. I I'm literally, I think I shot at you. I was like, Karina, stand still. Like all these people behind you need this. So then I had like a thousand videos in my phone from this concert because I had to fucking be like, you know what? Fine. I'll be the one to film because I could stand fucking straight. And I don't usually even fucking film concerts. So I'm actually glad because now I have a bunch of footage from that concert. And I will say we saw Slater too. She was good. She was good. But I don't know. I just didn't feel the start. Keep this part. out of it. <laughs> Keep, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, she's star podcast too. Damn it. I'm fucking coming forward with my story. Anyway, so yeah, you guys. You so, need to edit that out. I know. Anyways, you guys, this was our 13th reason th- episode. Yeah. 13 reasons why we're like this. Oh my God. That's going to be the name. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's genius. All right, you guys. Well, I love you. I hope you I guys you had too. some tissues and Kleenex for this episode. We got to see Karen possibly cry this up. I might even edit a tear just to really <laughs> add dramatic flair. Um, and yeah, my name is Murphy. And I'm Karen. And don't look forward to episodes every Tuesday. It's more like every other week, okay? You got to give us a couple weeks to get some stories, Um, you know? But we do love you, Queefies. Thank you for always tuning in. And don't forget to repost and share and subscribe. Right. Thank you. And and, leave a review on Apple and Spotify. Yeah, leave us a five-star review. Comment on this YouTube video. Follow us on all of our social media. And if you guys had an abusive past, whether abuse or abuser, Come forward. Let's hear your stories in the comments. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're like, what? All right. Bye. Bye.